What is up, everybody? A football Friday here on the Southside Beat. Jerry, already. Yes, here we go. What is up? My name is Chris Halleck. Uh, Corey Christen out today as he is traveling for Pitt football. Welcome to the Southside Beat, everybody. Thank you for joining me uh, live on YouTube here. Uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you are listening to this, however you are watching this, we really appreciate your support. Uh, if you are listening later on, thank you for listening. If you can, try to catch us uh, whenever we go live. We go live every uh, every weekday uh, at 3 o'clock Eastern. Usually go... Uh, Usually go and Kane's right, you know, says on time today, busy week schedule. Yep. We're always on time, always on time. And uh, Barbara's right. It's that time of the day. Touch the dang like, do it. Touch the like, subscribe, everything. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the support guys. Um, it is a football Friday. So, uh, and you can see here in the, in the, in the, in the headline or in the title of the episode, live Q and a. So bring your questions. Uh, I I would pray AJ, duh, AJ already coming in, man. Gifted five uh, memberships. Appreciate it so much, man. Um, I, I kind of want to do more rapid fire today um, when it comes to the questions. So, you know, try uh, Robert. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, it's not necessarily just my show. You guys are here too. Uh, yeah. Corey, um, obviously traveling. Yeah, he's going to South Bend, Indiana uh, for Pitt Notre Dame. Mark, appreciate you hitting the like, man, or smashing the like. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, if you guys want to want to hit me up with some questions, kind of want to do more rapid fire today, uh, just so I can try to get to as many questions as possible. Because sometimes with with some of the questions, I end up needing to give a bit longer answers to give you the full answer that you're looking for, uh, and I might miss some questions here and there. So if we want to do some kind of rapid fire. Again, this doesn't just have to be football. Of course, it is a football Friday, so absolutely. Let's talk some football. Uh, Barber, <laughs> appreciate it, man. Never a bad show. Uh, for anybody who maybe uh, might not quite understand that, uh, the, somebody you know said the yesterday's show sucked, and that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, uh, John asked, uh, is Deontay injured? Uh, well, he's a full participant in practice today, according to what he told, uh, you know, DK uh, at practice today. So I have yet to see the injury report come out, but um, a full participant in practice, uh, definitely a um, definitely a good sign for sure about him possibly playing. Uh, Rick asks, if there's a way to run on that front seven, what is it? Boy, um, they're good up the middle. They're good on the edge and they're really good on the second level. That's the reason why <laughs> they're so good against the run. Um, I might say that probably going on the edges would be the better bet there. Um, Josh Allen is, is a beast. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, man, I, I don't know that, that, that defensive front is tough. Uh, they, they do need to try to run the football. I'm very adamant about that, but it, it will be difficult this week for sure. Um, I'd say on the edges and maybe run away from Josh Allen as much as you possibly can. Uh, let's see. Anthony asked, how's JPJ? Um, well, again, according to what DK put in our Steelers feed, uh, it was not a full participant in practice. Luke Barku, 
taking first team reps. Um, that's not a great sign when it comes to Joey Porter Jr. possibly playing. Um, I don't know. We'll see what the injury report says. Obviously, if it's questionable, then we may not really find out until until later. Um, you know, maybe last minute. Uh, obviously, if we see doubtful or out, that's obviously not good uh, when it comes to that. So, um, Monagahela Mike says more jet sweeps. Oh no, running to the edge doesn't necessarily mean running jet sweeps. And really, I, I I don't I don't think the Steelers have really run that many jet sweeps this year. I feel like they ran way more last year to by this point of the season than than, than they or than they have like this season. So I don't feel like they're running as many jet sweeps. Steelers predominantly run outside zone. That's another way to run to the edges. Run off tackle with outside zone. They did it really really well against the Rams in the second half last week. So it can be done. Um, let's see. Jerry asks play action or play action. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see it see more of it <laughs> for sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, Rick says, so Jalen, well, I mean, again, running to the outside doesn't necessarily mean Jalen. Uh, if you're running outside zone, technically, I mean, if you really want to dig into the numbers, Najee's a better zone runner than Jalen is. So running outside zone, again, going off of the numbers, Najee would actually probably run better. Um, and, and, and it just depends on what concepts are called, what the Jaguars are doing on defense. It really just depends. Um, Frank asks, uh, is Cam going to be playing this week or more than likely next week? I highly doubt he plays this week. He was just, he just returned to practice yesterday. Um, even with a full participation yesterday, even if he was a full participant today, I still don't see him playing this week. Um, Let's see. Kevin says more wide receiver screens, please, or just wide receiver screens, please. I agree, actually. They're not running nearly enough of them. They need to get Calvin Austin uh, with some blockers in front of them. They need to get Deontay Johnson with some runners in front of him, maybe even George Pickens. I don't necessarily trust George Pickens after the catch as much as I would like a Calvin Austin or Deontay Johnson. Um, but, yes, either way, more screens. Can you believe that? Like fans are actually asking for more wide receiver screens. I remember a time where fans were tired of wide receiver screens. Um, uh, let's see. Frank asks, why doesn't the league make players wear their mouthpiece? Maybe we would have fewer concussions. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, same reason why hockey doesn't require all hockey players to wear mouthpieces or, you know, other like little, I don't know. I honestly don't have a better, I don't have a good answer for that. I I feel like the 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 focus when it comes to concussion prevention is more on the helmets, um, and and the the science and the and the continued evolution of helmets, and also you know enforcing rules that limit uh, helmet to helmet contact or especially um, any kind of head hunting in the league. That definitely has to be uh has to be eliminated. Um. Yeah, Joe says if if a rookie doesn't practice on Friday, they do not play. It's been Tomlin's policy for forever. Yeah, if 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 Joey Porter Jr. did not practice today, I highly doubt he plays. Uh, even if he's listed a question as questionable, if he was a limited participant, that's a little different. Um, but if he doesn't play at all, if he does, if he didn't practice at all today, I highly doubt he plays. I agree with that. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mark says you're right. Mouth, mouthpiece, mouthpiece should be mandatory. I, I mean, I, when I when I played football, I wore a mouthpiece. Now, 
I also play hockey like now, like as a hobby and I don't wear a mouthpiece. So, and I don't wear a cage. I wear the, the, the visor that just covers the eyes. So uh, I've been called stupid for doing that sometimes, but it is what it is, man. I'm not smart when it comes to certain things. Oh man. Let's see. Any more questions? Uh, I know we got more questions. Uh, Jerry says uh, more Calvin Austin, the third, I would like to see more. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think that the Steelers pre- like their preference right now, you know, agree with it, disagree with it, whatever it is, is to have Allen Robinson be the primary slot guy. Um, when they've used Calvin Austin, they've mainly used him on the outside. So I think there are some instances where Calvin Austin could be out there whenever either Deontay or George Pickens are lined up in the slot. <clears throat> then Calvin Austin could be the third receiver. But I think right now, Allen Robinson is still ahead of Calvin Austin pretty significantly. It might be another situation that we're seeing with like Broderick Jones and Torrey Porter Jr. that just he's got to earn it kind of over time. Remember, this is Calvin Austin's real first. It's really his first season. Like, yes, it's his second season, but because of the injury that happened last year, that didn't even let him play a snap in the preseason, much less the regular season. This is really, he he is being handled pretty much like a rookie as he should, because, you know, he's got some, got some good qualities for sure. Got, got some great traits, but um, there's some of it's got to be honed in and coached up. Co- uh, coached up for sure. Um, Bob says with his speed, I wonder why we don't see uh, Calvin Austin the third in the return game. Uh, well, he definitely does return punts. And now with Gunner out or with Gunner released, I should say, uh, Calvin is the not only like listed on the depth chart, he is the guy on back on punts. I mean, he even had a scary moment against the Rams. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, kick returns, I think uh, you're going to see. Um, oh, I, I, the 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 running back they picked up from um, from the Falcons. Uh, he's the he's the primary kick returner now. Uh, Robert said, uh, "Let's say uh, Levi may be injured. He absolutely is injured. Um, same thing that um, same thing that's going on with Joey Porter Jr. was not a full participant today. Um, we'll see what the injury report says. I'm kind of trying to keep track of my phone." On uh, you know, if the if the injury. Oh, wait, here we go. Live, live, live. Injury report. We have three injury designations. All three questionable. Those players are Joey Porter Jr. is questionable, Levi Wallace is questionable, and James Pierre. All three cornerbacks listed as questionable. James Pierre did not practice today. Uh, it's his first appearance on the injury report. It's with an ankle injury. Um, did not practice. I wonder. I wonder when and how that happened. Because usually, if they like got injured in practice, like day of, they would be listed as like a limited participant in practice. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, both uh, Joey Porter Jr. and Levi Wallace were listed as limited participants in practice. So Joey Porter Jr. full full practice on Wednesday because he wasn't on the injury report, and then limited yesterday and today. Same thing with Levi Wallace. Only Levi Wallace did not practice Wednesday. He was on the injury report on Wednesday. Um, so three cornerbacks, all listed as questionable: Joey Porter Jr., Levi Wallace, and James Pierre. 
That is why when somebody asked, who is it? Anthony asked who will be at cornerback. Luke Barku from the practice squad and new newly acquired Darius Rush were taking first team reps in practice today. That is why those two guys were taking first team reps because James Pierre pops up with an injury, did not practice, listed as questionable. Joey Porter Jr. limited uh, the past two days, listed as questionable. Levi Wallace didn't practice Wednesday, limited Thursday and Friday, listed as questionable. That is why those guys earned first team reps today because the Steelers need to be prepared just in case, for whatever reason, Joey Porter Jr. and Levi Wallace can't go. Uh, that James Pierre pop-up, um, kind of concerning for me, um, especially since it was a DNP um, out of nowhere. Um, that That is pretty curious. So, all right. So there's your injury report for today. Uh, that'll obviously have to be added to the feed, you know, well, once uh, once I'm out of the show. So might have, might have to wrap up right on time here today uh, so I can get that on our Steelers feed on uh, DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, Steeler girl asked uh, Chris House DJ uh, Deontay. Uh, according to what I, I said this earlier in the show, but I, I know people filter in as the show goes on, so I have no I have no problem uh, saying it again. Um, uh, Deontay told DK earlier today, or you know, after practice, that he was a full participant in practice. Um, and as re- w- with the injury report, did not carry an injury designation. So that's really, really um, that that's obviously a, a huge thing, especially whenever he was a. Uh, kind of an out of nowhere, did not practice on Thursday. Um, full participant today, doesn't have an injury designation going into the game. That's obviously really, really good news. So that means everybody else who is on the injury report, that is, I mean, that is uh, Deontay, Anthony McFarland, um, uh, Cole Holcomb, Nate Herbig, TJ Watt, um, which TJ popping up today, limited participant with the heel thing. That's probably just kind of, uh, we're just going to take it easy with them. Uh, Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi, um, you know, all those guys, no injury designation. So everybody else will be good to go. Um, so uh, Monaga Halo, Mike, you got to stop falling for those things on Twitter, man. Uh, saw on Twitter, the Paxter team was at the airport. Listen, there's a, um, there is a picture that gets constantly tweeted out. Of a uh, of a uh, somebody with uh, long dreads uh, standing at a at like at like a Hertz thing in the airport. If you look in the background, it says Hertz Boston. It is constantly used as a meme of being like, "Hey, this guy's at the airport. I wonder if a trade's going down." Yeah, it's 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 just people trying to get you, and you got you got got. So, um. If there's a trade in the works, it's not because of that tweet. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, I'm just double checking here because now, now you got me. Now I got my my interest peaked just a little bit. You know, to do my due diligence. Yeah, nothing from Rappaport or Schefter or anything like that. So, um, uh, Robert says, is Matt Canada on the Steelers inactive list? Uh, no, he is not. Uh, I I will say this though. I saw on the Pat McAfee show earlier today. They're in Utah, and there was a loud, loud, loud Fire Canada chant going on in Utah. Um, listen, I, I am, I am very, very much, I am very critical of Matt Canada's offense. Uh, somebody mentioned it here earlier today. I put it in the Steelers feed. JTO Sullivan's uh, QB School on YouTube. 
does great work across the league of evaluating offenses and quarterback play and stuff like that. Uh, he did a, he did a, an evaluation. It's 40 minutes long, but it is worth every second of your time. He did an evaluation on Kenny Pickett's play um, in, in week seven over the Rams and shows a lot of the same issues that I have with Matt Canada's offense. You know, there are issues with Kenny Pickett. There are issues with Matt Canada. I am very, very critical of Matt Canada, but these chants are kind of getting ridiculous. I, they just are. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, man, the guy is doing the best he can at his job. It doesn't mean that we should just like lay off and not be critical at all. Absolutely be critical. It comes with the territory. You're the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your offense is consistently bad. They haven't put, ever put up 400 yards in a game. They're second to last in the NFL in points per game right now. They're not great. They're not a good offense. They need to have a different offensive coordinator. The fact of the matter is, is that how would you feel if somebody came to your job and chanted that you should be fired, even though you're trying your hardest, even if you sucked at your job? I just, I think, I feel like it's like a pound of salt on the, on the, on the wound. I just, I, I, I just don't feel like it's, necessary but i'm not coming at this from a diehard fan perspective i have a different perspective i used to be a diehard sports fan then i became a sports journalist completely changed my outlook on sports on everything when it comes to being a sports fan um everything becomes humanized i've seen these people for who they are when they're not doing their job whenever the you know i've had you know plenty of conversations with people um Whenever that, that have nothing to do with that, with their job, whether it be on a football field or on a baseball diamond or whatever, you know, I I've seen how the sausage is made when it comes to sports and everything like that. So I've seen these people for who they are as a person, not for who they are as a player or as a coach or as an executive or whatever it is. And so I hear those chants after a while, and especially like being that loud with like vitriol, like, it's just like, wow, I, I don't get it. All right. I'm done. I'm off my soapbox now. Um, oh, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, not Robocop. You almost got me. I thought you were Robocop for a second, man. Uh, he said, not mad. I can't fan either, but the chance heckling have almost got me rooting for him. Almost. It's just like, you know, it was a couple of things that, that, that have kind of, you know, like, I remember like it was a couple of weeks ago. He took a question about, you know, I, I really try not to, I really, really try not to like, take shots at anybody else who's asking questions because I've been in those scrums. I've asked questions in those scrums. I've asked my stinkers. Every journalist has every journalist asks bad questions. You don't, you never bat a thousand. You just never do. But when you're in the middle of a scrum and it gets to the point of asking Matt Canada of like, Hey, this one account that everybody thinks is your burner account. Is that really your burner account? It's like, okay, we're getting to a level that's getting ridiculous now. It's getting to, it's getting to a bad. And then whenever you see his let's go, like after they scored, I, I kind of I said this earlier on the show. Like you almost saw like some some pain being let out for that because like it wasn't just an excited let's go. I almost saw this face of being like, thank God, like this. I drew up something and it worked in the red zone like Bada bing, bada boom, looked great. Why can't we do this all the time? It, it just, there was, if that, if like, if they say a picture is worth a thousand words, that gif or that 
little two second clip was worth, I could write 10,000 words on just that little bit, which I'm pretty much saying those words right now. <laughs> uh, Brent says, hit the like guys only 32. So fat. No, I know you mean to say so far. Uh, <laughs> says far. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself with the so fat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, smash the like button. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, appreciate all, all of your uh, all of your contributions for sure. Uh, AJ Dub asks, uh, do you think the Jags inside linebackers have a similar style to anyone we faced so far? Think Canada seen familiar defense during the, his tenure? Uh, is Pierre easily replaced for special teams? Um, kind of. Uh, I gotta answer those quickly. Um, inside linebacker, honestly, with the way he's playing more like Fred Warner, like kind of what they saw week one dudes all over the place. He's racking up. I mean, 81 tackles already in seven games. That's 11 and a half sacks a game or sacks 11 and a half tackles a game. That's ridiculous. He's just all over the field. Five passes, defense interception, which was a pick six Fred Warner, like that type right now. Um, Similar defense. Uh, I, I mean, every defense is kind of, kind of their own. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are obviously like the similar types, but uh, uh, it's kind of hard to kind of come up with that one on the spot without really kind of, you know, looking, looking further and kind of seeing like what I might see right off. You know, I don't have anything off the top of my head. I'll put it that way. Um, and is Pierre easily replaced on special teams? I won't say easily replaced, but I think anybody who's like a special teams player, you know, there's a next, another guy who can step up. Barku would be one of those guys for sure. Um, you know, there, there are definitely guys who can step up. I wouldn't say easily replaced, you know, Pierre is a pretty, pretty good special teams player. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Bob asks, is there an OC or DC candidate that you would like to see hired next year? I haven't honestly, so much of my focus goes on what's going on now more than what's going to happen in the future. So in terms of a list of names, I can't give you one right now unfortunately i'd love to i'd love to kind of give you a name uh i i haven't really sat down and tried to think of like okay this is who because so much of my time is spent trying to break down what's going on with this offense so that everybody can try to understand because when everybody wants to get mad at only matt canada i have to be like okay well kenny's also still doing this stuff that's not great either so even when matt canada actually does drop something good it's not great because Kenny didn't execute it right. Or Kenny can't do this because, you know, Matt Canada called a good, uh, a good play and Kenny can't execute it because there's no pass protection. You know, it's, it's always something disjointed with this offense. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't have a list of names. Uh, unfortunately, I, I won't have one until after the season's over probably just because so much of my focus is going on is going on what's going on with this offense to try to figure out, okay, where are they going? Are they, are they actually on the rise here? You know? Yeah. Rick asks, who's my X factor for this week? Um, X factor on the Steelers side of it. I would probably say I'd probably have to go with just the running game. I don't know if I go with one player. If the Steelers can run the ball on this defense, they should win the win the ball game for sure, hundred um, percent. Because if they can run the ball, the Jaguars are giving up the second most passing yards per game. 
They're also taking the ball away more than any other team, but they're giving up a lot of passing yards. They're shutting down the run. If the Steelers can find a way to get the running game going against this defense, it should be a win. 100%. That would be my X factor. Uh, Anthony, my prediction, it's coming. Don't worry. I, I, I got, I got it. <laughs> it's coming at the end of the show. Dang. It's already 224, 324 Eastern. Um, let's see. Let me make sure I get, try to get, uh, will McFarlane get a hat this week? Well, he doesn't carry an injury designation. Now, granted he has to be activated from IR. Um, <clears throat> which would be tomorrow. There, there's a deadline that happens on Saturdays that where if they're not activated by a certain point, uh, then he wouldn't be able to play. So uh, it's looking better for sure. And so if McFarland gets a hat, I would assume that he uh, steps in as the kick returner. Um, and obviously the, the, the third running back in, uh, on the depth chart. So um, yeah. I, I I would I would think it's trending in that direction, but without actually being on the south side and knowing for sure, like actually talking to people there, I can't give you a definitive answer. But from just from seeing what I'm seeing from afar, yeah, I, I do think it looks like he is. Um, let's see. Tyler asks, uh, "Is this the week uh, Deontay Johnson finally finds the end zone and ends the streak? Dude deserves it." I don't know if this is the week, but yes, he deserves it. Um, he, 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 he absolutely, uh, breathed a little bit of life, a, a new, or I should say new life into this passing attack last week, um, opened things up more for George Pickens. Um, the, the tape really does show that, um, I, I, I kind of question what the Rams were doing defensively with some things showing too high shell and still not doubling George Pickens. Uh, why they weren't doing that, I have no idea. But Deontay's route running and getting open um, was on full display. Uh, he absolutely deserves it, for sure. Um, Darren asks, who has responsibilities for keeping Trevor Lawrence from uh, huge running yards? Um, that would probably be the off-ball linebackers. Those are usually the spies for the quarterback whenever there is a spy. Um, it can also be like on, on a particular like odd package, like maybe you have um, you know, uh, an edge rusher who might be blitzing, but you know, it's one of those situations where, okay, they know they're not going to get home in a certain amount of time. So they'll just peel off. Um, so, but yeah, Rick, Rick says Quan for sure. Yeah. It's usually going to be an off ball linebacker, uh, whether that's Cole Holcomb or Quan Alexander or Landon Roberts, whoever it is, it'll be most of the time. It'll be one of those guys. Uh, Steelers girl asks, uh, did you hear of any trade moves? Um, no, I haven't, I haven't really the the transition to trade rumors will more most likely come after this game after a Sunday um that's when the trade rumors are because I believe the deadline is Tuesday so that's when the trade rumors are really really gonna take off uh they're I mean they're already kind of going anyway you know I've seen the stuff with DeAndre Hopkins I've seen the stuff with Pat Sertan and all the stuff you know but um yeah uh, I haven't heard anything I, again I, I I'm when it comes to like close to the team i'm i'm not there talking with them every single day i'm not, like i'm not the reporter anymore um so hearing that from the inside i haven't heard anything uh william says you're doing a great job appreciate it man thank you so much um let's see let's get a let's get a like two or three more and then uh i'll give my prediction and we'll uh we'll close things up 
Um, Randy says, Chris, I have the feeling that our offensive line is solidifying. Do you have the same feeling? Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I do. Um, what I saw in the second half, um, was really encouraging for the offensive line. Um, the run blocking, like, especially, uh, there's still some issues with pass protection. Um, but I don't think this offensive line was ever going to be a phenomenal at pass protection as long as they were good enough. Um, but overall it was the best cohesive performance that they've had all season. And that's while facing, you know, obviously Aaron Donald is there. Like they have a dude up front, like, so that that's, and they're going to have another dude up front, you know, possibly a couple of them with this Jaguars defense. So another really good test. Um, but I, I do think that you're going to see improvement over the course of the season, just like we saw last year. I do. I, I really do think that if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to have to try to figure out why, because they, they should be, they should be continuously getting better. Oh, let's see. I know we've got a couple more in here. Um, Here's a good one. Steelers freak. Primetime wasn't known for tackling. If Porter plays like him, does tackling matter? 100% yes, it matters. Tackling matters. Um, Unless he is intercepting the ball um, pretty much once a game, (laughs) he's got to be able to tackle. Because, I mean, we're even seeing missed tackles against receivers. Um, And I... I, I don't know. I, I'm just call me old school, but I'm a firm believer that everybody who plays defense has to be able to tackle. I don't care if you're, if you're the nose tackle, if you're a linebacker, if you're an edge rusher, if you're a safety or a corner, you have to be able to tackle. If you can't tackle, you don't no, don't need to be playing defense. Um, you know, Deion Sanders was literally one of a kind and trying to compare Joey Porter jr. To um, a one of a kind player. I mean, we're talking about a, like a multi-sport athlete, like somebody who is really, really great at, multiple sports. He's literally, he literally is a one of a kind. I I don't think it's fair to compare Joey Porter jr. Especially like when you consider the, the AJ dub, thank you for coming in with uh, five gifted memberships. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I I think, uh, I, 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 yeah, tackling got to tackle, especially in this division for sure. All right, Anthony, I'll get to it. It is, it is now two 30. I'll get to it. Prediction time. I actually wrote it down. Um, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. So, I don't like this matchup for the Steelers. I just don't. Um, the, the Steelers need to be able to run the ball in order to really become an offense that can move the ball down the field. If they have to rely on – if they have if they become one-dimensional and that's all through the air, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Even though, even though this Jaguars defense is is giving up a lot of yards, they're taking the ball away. I mean, nine picks in seven games is no joke. They're taking the ball away a lot. Um, when you're putting the ball in the air that much with an offense that is still a little suspect with their pass protection, with a quarterback who you know isn't, you know, he is getting better, but he's still got some issues. Um, he will have people in his face. The, uh, the Jaguars are, are really, really good when it comes to getting 
or at least hurrying the quarterback. They're not great at getting to the quarterback and actually getting sacks, only 13 sacks. Um, and uh, Josh Allen has seven of them. Um, but they hurry the quarterback at a high percentage. I just, I don't like the matchup. I, I don't. Um, I, I think this offense is going to struggle. Um, I think they can put up some points. They, they might have a couple, they might have a long touchdown, maybe even two. Um, but I, overall, I, I feel like the, the Steelers are going to have to become one dimensional. And while it could produce some points, I have a feeling it's also going to come with a couple of costly turnovers. That being said, I am actually picking the Jaguars to win this 23 to 20. Um, I think the Steelers can win this game. I, I really do. I don't think that this is some, some sort of, um, juggernaut that the Steelers can't handle. Um, they are playing at home. Um, and Mark, I mean, if you also want to throw history in there, we've had problems with the Jack with Jacksonville since they were uh, an expansion team. I mean, it's true. I mean, the Steelers have struggled with Jacksonville over the years. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I, I just I don't like this matchup for the Steelers. I, I don't. I feel like they're going to have to become one dimensional on offense, and that's not good for the way this offense is built. They have to be able to run the ball when they were playing really, really well in the fourth quarter or in the second half last week. It's because they were also running the ball effectively. They, they were able to be, be two-dimensional play action, then worked off of it. They had some really great plays because of it. Yeah, I I, I just don't like this matchup. I, I don't. Um, I think it's going to be a good matchup to watch, but I'm saying for the Steelers, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for them. So that's it. Football Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, try to stay safe for sure. Uh, enjoy the game. I, I, if you're going to the game, you know, be loud, be proud, wave your little yellow towels. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, for uh, throwing me all your questions. If I didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in for, for all your support. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one.